right, check this out. Uh, one time this pastor, don't know who he is, he goes to the dentist for these uh, new set of teeth, right? Got to get these denture things once in a while. And so on the first Sunday, get this, after he gets his new teeth, he only speaks, get this, for eight minutes. And the congregation said, Amen, praise God, there's hope. Okay, but eight minutes, that's it. Well, the second Sunday, he only talked for ten minutes, right? Okay, but the following Sunday, get this, he talked for two hours and 48 minutes, and it was not me. Okay, two hours and 48 minutes. In fact, it was so bad, man, that the congregation mobbed him to get him off the pulpit, and they asked the pastor, what in the world happened to you? And the pastor explained, well, the first Sunday, man, my gums hurt so bad, I, I couldn't talk for more than eight minutes. And the second Sunday, my gums still hurt too much, I couldn't make it past ten minutes. But the third Sunday, I accidentally put my wife's teeth in by mistake, and I couldn't shut up. <laughs> Yes, I'm walking home, but that was a good one. That was worth the risk. Okay, but come on. I mean, just, where is Brandy? Anyway, uh, that's not us. I don't have dentures, I don't think. Anyway, but how many guys would say, it's pretty obvious, whoever that pastor was, he was in big trouble when he got home. If he did get a ride home, he was in big trouble, even on the ride home, okay, big time. But believe it or not, folks, one last time, did you know, unfortunately, that pastor, whoever he was, He's not alone, okay? Uh, believe it or not, the whole planet's in big trouble, except they're in big trouble with God. And the reason why is because we're not listening to his word that he's been telling us not for two and a half hours, but for 2,000 years. Hey, you need to get saved before it's too late. And because we continue to refuse to listen to what he says, you can get out of this mess through his son, Jesus Christ, his work on the cross. We're headed towards the Antichrist kingdom. And man, you don't want to be there. Folks, we've been seeing that happens, of course, at the rapture of the church. And again, I'm not making this up. This is what Jesus said. He said that time period is going to be the worst time in the history of mankind. In fact, if God didn't shorten that time frame, the entire human race would be destroyed. How many guys would say that's kind of a bad time? Okay, big time, okay? But praise God, we've been seeing that God's not just a God of wrath, which again isn't bad. That means he's putting it into all this baloney. Okay? Uh, he's a God of love as well. And because he loves you and I, he gives us so many warning signs in advance, 2,000 years in advance. I'd say that's plenty of sufficient notice. How about you? Okay? He gives us warning signs in advance to let us know when it's getting close so we're not caught off guard. Therefore, one last time to keep you and I here at sunrise from experiencing the ultimate bad day of hello being left behind. Even worse than getting a new set of choppers from who knows where by who knows who. But we're going to conclude. Whoa, that's a word you haven't heard in 49 weeks. Who's counting? I am, Al. In fact, let's say that. Conclude. Isn't it conclude? It, just, it rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Conclude. I like it. But anyway, that's right. And we've seen one more time from the prophet John. Give it up. For, go ahead and clap because this one's, I've been saving this one. Uh, you thought his skating career was cool? That ain't nothing, man. This is awesome. We've seen from the prophet John how he has shared with us, folks, the number 10 sign on the final countdown. Look at him go, folks. He can shake a move, man. Uh, I love your hair too, John. Uh, number nine was modern technology. Number eight, worldwide upheaval. Number seven, rise of falsehood. Number six, get down, John. Uh, no, that's not the sign. It was the rise of wickedness. Number five, the rise of apostasy. Number four, the rise of a one world religion. Number three, the rise of a one world government. Number two, the rise of one world economy. Give it up one final time for the prophet John and his disco moves. That's right. Uh, but if you've been tracking with it, the last five times was the number one sign, the big one, hell of the mark of the beast. And what we saw, this one's obvious, guys. We've been seeing that, man, God lovingly foretold you and I that when we see all the planets around, uh, nations around the world promoting this marking system to specifically be put into people's bodies, okay, uh, uh, to not just track them, but to link them to this global matrix system that's going to control all the buying and selling, guess what? Hey, you can scoff all you want. You're living in the last days. 
That's one of the most obvious signs, okay? And we saw that it's happening right now with the conditioning proof, the willingness proof, and if you hear last time, even the mandating proof, where people right now are being mandated to have this Mark of the Beast uh, technology put on them or in them, whether they want to or not. Even that is beginning to happen, exactly like the Bible says the Antichrist uh, is going to do. But that doesn't even count the things I didn't get to share with you uh, last week. Did you guys know, listen to this, not making it up, there's also plans to mandate this mark for people with AIDS, quote, to monitor their activity, to track their movements, and to prevent them from uh, 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 spreading this infection to other people. Two, there's plans to put them on people who get food stamps. Quote, the USDA is now considering biometric identification for all individuals who will want to benefit from the food nutrition services, in other words, food stamps. And as one person stated, the RFID chip may soon become a must for anyone who doesn't want to starve. And then three, some people are saying this needs to be done at the moment babies are born. One person is a global warming alarmist, Elizabeth Moon, and she is calling for all babies, listen, to be forcibly implanted with a microchip to ensure that anonymity would be impossible. In other words, it's impossible to hide from the system. She says, listen to this, if I were the empress of the universe, I would insist on every individual having a unique ID permanently attached, a barcode if you will, an implanted chip to provide an easy, fast, inexpensive way to identify individuals. It would be imprinted on everyone at birth. You just point the scanner at someone and there it is. As one person said, Moon's proposal sounds like something out of the Nazi concentration camps where prisoners were tattooed with the five-digit Hollerith numbers to identify them using a punch card system developed by IBM. Interesting. IBM. IBM was involved in the marking of the Jewish people for Hitler, and as we've been seeing, they're also involved with this technology to electronically mark the people on the planet. Hmm. It's almost like the Jewish people during World War II was a dry run for the ultimate goal. But that's still all. I also got this email, not making this up, from a guy who said this forced microchipping is already starting the process to begin in Mexico. Here's his actual email, and I quote, take it for what it is, I know it's an email, but here's what he shared with me. He said, Pastor Billy, the reason why I write to you is to inform you about something that happened to me and my wife when we went to Mexico to see her family. It was in March, and we shared the gospel with them, not knowing if they really understood it. But to make the story short, we also informed them about the RFID chip that was coming. He said, my, my wife's family lives in a really small place in central Mexico called Jutla de Reyes. That's my Spanish. Uh, anyway, it's a really small, poor town. They don't have much technology, but the, they participate in a program for poor Mexicans that's called Oportunidades, whatever, Opportunities in the English. And it gives them help for medical care, gives them money for food and their daily needs. He said this, when we told them about the RFID chip, they told us that this program, the opportunities, uh, will implement soon, they didn't give a date, but will implement soon, listen, a chip in their bodies and they will not need money, quote, to buy or sell, but they will need to get the chip if they want to continue in the program to receive help from the government. That's not all. The fourth way we know we are headed for this mark of the beast system is what I call the optional proof. The optional proof. Okay, it's going to be mandated, uh, as we saw last week, you're going to be forced, you're going to be caused, you're going to be made to do this, or you're going to die, you're going to be shut out of the system. But believe it or not, the Bible's clear, you are going to get at least one choice, one choice when it comes to the mark of the beast. And that choice is simply this, um, here you go, hey, this is worse than paper and plastic. How many guys sweat bullets every time you're asked that? 
at the grocery store. Do you want pepper? you want plastic? I, I just want to get out of here. Okay, uh, but you get one choice with the mark of the beast and that's this. They're going to come up and apparently in line or however it's going to happen and you're going to get this choice. Uh, would you like to have this? Here's your choice. In the right hand or the forehead, that's it. That's the one choice you get when it comes to the time of the mark of the beast. But as always, don't take my word for it. Let's listen to God's. Open your Bibles to Revelation 20. One more time. Revelation 20 verses 1 through 6. And what we're going to see again in this passage is the payoff for those who, even though you're given a choice, an option, if you will, right hand, forehead, uh, for those who say, I don't like any of your options. I'm not going to do it. There's a payoff for those who refuse to take the mark of the beast. Let's take a look at that. Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20. If you find the dictionary, what do you do? Hey, how about if you find the table of weights and measures like in mine? Hey, just flip up two pages, okay? It might be 12 pages if you got large print, but that'll make sense later. Okay, Revelation 20, verses 1 through 6. Let's take a look at the payoff, the benefit of say, I don't like your options, forget it, I'm not doing it, period. Okay, here's what we see in the context. Revelation 20, verses 1 through 6 says, And I saw uh, an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss, and holding in his hand a great chain. And he seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who's the devil or Satan, and bound him a thousand years, for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss. He locked and sealed it over him to keep him from deceiving the nations anymore until the thousand years was ended. And after that, he must be set free for a short time. Now, John goes on to say, he says, Then I saw thrones on which were seated those who had been given what? Authority to judge. And then I saw the souls of those who had been what? Ooh, ooh, what? Beheaded. Why? Because of their testimony for who? Jesus. And because of the word of God. They had not worshipped the beast or his image. And they had not what? They had not received his mark on the where? On the foreheads or on their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. Now, the rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy are those who have part in the first resurrection. The second death has no power over them, but they will be priests of God and of Christ, and they will reign with him for a thousand years. Whoa! Now, folks, again, we've been here uh, once before, but just to recap, I think it's pretty obvious that there's an obvious great payoff for those who refuse these options for the mark of the beast, right? What did it say there? I said you were blessed uh, if you do that, if you refuse any option of the mark of the beast. Why? Because it says what you're going to get is you're going to get to rule and reign with Jesus Christ personally. Okay, none of this invisible stuff that we're currently dealing with. Personally for a thousand years. And God will actually make you a priest of God and of Jesus Christ. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. That's a, much better than the alternative there. The second death. Okay, as we saw before, second death revelation defines as the lake of fire. Okay, and last time I heard Al, the lake of fire is not a good place to take the family for an afternoon. Okay, I'll stick with Lake Mead. I understand it gets hot out there, but not quite that hot. Okay, I'll stick to Lake Mead. Okay, but seriously, folks, uh, here's the point. Notice not just the horrible penalty for those who receive the mark of the beast, but once again, notice the placing of the mark of the beast. You get an option. It's just one of two places. Specifically, the hand, and we're going to see in a second, this text defines the right hand. Okay, or the forehead. Okay, and again, let's take a look at those texts. The, the, the book of Revelation is very uh, 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 replete. This is it. This is your only two options. It's not just in this one passage. Let's just take a look at uh, a couple more uh, as we see here. Revelation 13, 16. He also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive the mark where? It's not just the hand. He calls it out. 
specifically the right hand or on your forehead. That's your two options. Revelation 14, 9 through 10. And a third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark, where? On the forehead or on the hand, but again, been defined down to the right hand, he too will drink of the wine of God's what? Fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. Okay, in other words, just like the opening text, you don't want to do that. You don't want to go there. But again, the point is this, folks. It's pretty obvious, according to the Bible, specifically the book of Revelation says you get an option for the mark of the beast. And your only two options are it's going to go either in your right hand or it's in your forehead, right? It's all over the place. Now, here's the point. Why? You ever think about that? I do. I guess this is what pastors do. Why, specifically, of all body parts, is it the right hand and why is it, or the forehead? I mean, why isn't it uh, 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 not the leg or the middle of your back or your big toe? You walk around and do this all day or something. I mean, I mean why? Not this is my chance in the scripture. Why specifically the right hand or the forehead? Well, I thought we were done giving him praise, but give it up for the prophet John one more time. Thanks for asking that, John. It works well with my notes. Uh, he's still going at him. Man, what a guy. Uh, the first reason why I truly believe, it's obvious, folks, why we're given specifically the only option of either having this baby in your right hand or your forehead is what I call the practical issue. The practical issue. Why the right hand? Why the forehead? Now, as you guys can see with that picture, isn't that a freaky picture? It's awesome. And this, this is, as you can see with the uh, people who live in those places called cold weather climates, okay? Uh, that's why I got to show you the picture. Uh, if you think about it, right hand, okay, or the forehead, uh, this would be the quickest, the best, the most efficient, easiest way uh, to, uh, of a body part to be exposed for like, say, scanning purposes, right? And again, I know it might sound kind of weird for those of us who live here in, in Las Vegas, but did you know a large portion of the people of the planet not only live in places like that, cold weather climates, but they wear these things, maybe you've heard of them, or at least saw them online. They wear these things called uh, gloves <laughs> and uh, stocking hats. Have you heard of them? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a weird thing, okay? But you saw the picture. It's true, okay? I'm not making it up. Okay, so here's the point. So if people in these cold weather climates are lining up to get ready to buy and sell something in this Mark of the Beast system, and if you had the mark on your back or your big toe or something covered with 18 pairs of socks and galoshes, okay, it's going to be kind of hard and uh, uh, cumbersome to get scanned, right? But not if you have it right on your right hand or your forehead, Chances are, as you saw, even with the clothing, that's still exposed in cold weather climates, okay? Or if you even did have a glove on, you could just whip the baby off real quick, push your hat up just a hair, you're ready to go. It's not by chance. Of all places on the body, these two places work really well with the large bulk of the planet with cold weather climates, okay? The second reason why I believe we're given specifically the option of the right hand or the forehead is clearly the worship issue, Okay, the worship issue. Okay, the Bible's clear, folks. When uh, people are taking the mark of the beast, it's not just a buying and selling issue. It's a worship issue. The scripture is clear. They're going to worship the Antichrist. Okay, it's all over the place. In fact, just in Revelation 13 alone, this isn't all of it. It's just the one chapter. What you're going to see in Revelation 13 alone is it's, it's mentioned all over uh, the place. Let's take a look at that. Uh, Revelation uh, uh, 13 verse 4. Four different times just in the one chapter. This is what it means. And they also worshipped the beast. Verse 4. Verse 8 in Revelation 13. All inhabitants of the earth will 
worship the beast, all whose name, of course, has not been written in the Lamb's book of life. Revelation 13, 12, and he made the earth and the inhabitants worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed, the Antichrist. Revelation 13, 15, so that the image could speak and cause all who refused to what? Worship the image to be killed. That's just in the one chapter alone. That's not all of Revelation. But it's very clear that these people, with the whole marking system, it's not just a buying and selling issue, it's a what? It's a worship issue. So here's the point. It just so happens that this worshipful attitude with these specific body parts, right hand, forehead, already fits a huge portion of the planet. Okay, when it comes to worshiping something with a, a deity or a political figure uh, with the right hand or the forehead. Different cultures use these specific body parts today, even though it might sound weird to you and I here in the West. They use these specific body parts today specifically for worship purposes. Now, the first ones I want to bring to your attention is the Hindu and the Asian populations with those red dots that they put on their forehead. It's called the Talaka or the Bindi. Okay? Hey, if you guys are familiar with that. Oh, by the way, that's a huge portion of the planet. Okay? And again, it's not just for those older generations uh, with the Talaka or the Bindi uh, that they use to worship deities. Uh, it's also for younger generations uh, as well. You can see, you know, young adults, it's cool, it's fashionable. Uh, and, and, and even kids worship that. Okay? And again, it might sound strange to you and I to have a mark on our forehead uh, for a worship purpose, but these people, a large bulk of the planet, if they were given the option, where do you want this mark to be taken not just to buy and sell, but to worship the beast. Where do you think they would take it? Natural place, right? Just slides right into that. Okay, because we look here in the West, I'm not putting nothing on my forehead. Hey, other cultures, they're already ripe for it. Now, speaking of the West, and speaking of this worshipful attitude, this is wild. Now, believe it or not, folks, another huge portion of the planet across the world, but even here in the West, might also be being conditioned to take this mark when they're given the option uh, on the forehead as well. And believe it or not, that's with Catholics, okay? Because if you know what they go through and some of the rituals that they go through, every single year, Catholics are trained to put something on their forehead. It's on Ash Wednesday, okay? Here's some of the photographs there, as you can see, on Ash Wednesday every single year, if you're not familiar with it, uh, they put marks on their head. It's for everybody, young and old, even babies are getting there, the guy, and they, they just put this mark on their forehead, okay? And, and this lady over here is exciting. Now, now listen, this is what, this is the actual photograph. I forget which newspaper, but that's Joseph Biden. Remember him, the vice president? Remember the video from last week? Now, this is the photo of him taken after he, a Catholic, came out of Ash Wednesday with a mark on his forehead. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not going to say, thus saith the Lord, but you start putting all this stuff together. And, and, and this is the same guy we saw last week who was having this conversation with Chief Justice John Roberts of the Supreme Court about, hey, you're going to have to rule mark my words on implanting these microchips into people's bodies to track their every move. And, and if he were to promote this mark system, I wonder where he would promote it for. Thought that was kind of interesting. Forehead, maybe. But you might be thinking, well, hey, listen, that's Joseph Biden. That's the Hindus. That's a large portion of the Asian populations. That's the Catholics, okay? Uh, hey, man, I'm here in America, man. I'm in the West, man. There's no way I'm going to put some unsightly mark on my forehead. We're too vain, aren't we? Okay? And, and, but, but listen, folks, I'm telling you now, one of the la you know, latest fashions, okay, I'm not making this up. Because we're over here with this mindset like, oh, 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 that'd be horrible. That's a, that's a fashion full fall. Huh? Isn't, does that sound totally French or what? Is that awesome? That's almost like conclude, conclude. Okay, a fashion faux pas. See, we, we would never do that. No, no, that's bleh, bleh. right. Well, folks, I'm telling you, fashion is changing, even here in the West. 
even when it comes to the forehead. I'm not making this up, folks. You can check this out. Uh, did you know what one of the latest fashion crazes for the forehead is? Even it's starting to come over here in the West. It's something called bagel heads. Bagel heads. Let me show you a picture here. It started over there in Asia. And what they do is, this is the coolest thing with body marking. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, is they pump in their foreheads a bubble of saline solution. And then they slowly depress it in to make a bagel shape. Isn't that cool? Right? Don't you want to be cool? Right? And this is the latest craze, okay? And uh, you can see some people get more than one bagel head. You get two bagel heads and that guy's bagel's in the microwave too long or something. I don't know what's going on there. But, uh, but I don't know about you, but uh, hey, you and I think, oh, who'd want that? Hey, these guys apparently aren't worried about committing a fashionable fall. Okay, this is the latest craze specifically on the forehead. Okay, so what you're seeing is you're seeing a huge portion of the planet, guys, uh, whether it be the Hindu, Asians, whether it be Catholics, uh, whether it be the latest craze in body art, these bagel head things, a large portion of the planet isn't going to have a problem with putting something on their forehead, are they? For the first time in mankind's history, by the way. Okay, but you might be thinking, well, okay, that's the forehead, but uh, I can see how people, a large portion of the planet, are going to choose that option. They're getting warmed up to it. But what about the right hand? And why specifically the right hand? What's that got to do uh, with worship? Well, folks, I think it's, that one's pretty obvious. I think even much more than the forehead. Uh, even as recently as Hitler, we saw that people gave him a what? With the right arm and ham? They gave him a Heil Hitler in an attitude of what? Worship. Okay, literally with the right hand. Okay, and if you think that attitude is never going to come uh, back again, you're wrong. Okay, and I'll just give you one example. Even today, Palestinian soldiers are starting to do the same things. You know, the same people who want to annihilate the Jewish people are using the right hand. Now this is really freaky and I'm going to show you this actual picture. Believe it or not folks, you're thinking, well that's just over there in the uh, you know, Middle East and, and those other cultures over there uh, uh, and uh, Europe and, uh, but, but uh, not here in the West. Folks, it's, I'm telling you this is, listen, Obama supporters are being encouraged to mark their right hands with messages, put them over their hearts and pledge allegiance to Obama. Don't believe me? Here's some of the actual photographs. And what he says is, you guys, for a political figure, you need to mark your hand, you need to put it over your heart, and pledge your allegiance to a political figure, even here in the West. People are being ripe for it, even in America. But here's the point, folks. It looks to me like uh, there's a sudden, strange resurgence of people using specifically right hands and foreheads in an attitude of worship. It's almost like we're getting the planet prepared for this option. Where would you like it? Right hand or the forehead. I think everybody's going to be open to either one, right? That's not by chance, folks. The third reason why I believe we're given specifically the, the uh, right hand or the forehead is what I call the logistical issue, okay? Now, we've seen before, if you've been uh, tracking with the study, that many skeptics today say, oh, come on, this is crazy stuff, this mark of the beast. I mean, the whole planet... I mean, sure, I mean, there's no way. And what they say, it's logistically impossible. Uh, it just would take too much time. It's uh, uh, too costly. There's no way you can get everybody marked in the planet uh, in sufficient amount of time for the seven-year tribulation. And what they want to do is they want to focus on the biometric version of the implant that we've, that we've granted, focused primarily on our study, and that is the RFID chip that's implanted into the person's body with the grain of rice. And that's usually the one that they'll pick on. And what they say is, is this kind of implant Okay, it, it, it's just too cumbersome. There's no way you could get, the, it just takes too long. There's no way you can get everybody on the planet marked in time for the seven year tribulation. Well, personally, I don't think that's true, especially with the advancements in technology we've been seeing. But even if you want to go there, 
It just so happens, guys, for the first time in mankind's history, there's another option out there now. Using the exact same technology, okay, you don't have to just have this RFID implant in you. You can have it on you. I'm not going to show you the video clip again, but I'm going to show you the uh, pictures of what is now called the epidermal electronic implants. It uses the exact same RFID technology, except this is something that you put on the outside of the body very quickly, might I add. If you guys recall the video, that's what this stuff is. Uh, it's literally just circuitry, but it's small enough. And notice where they're already showing examples to put the thing on the hand. Okay, but that's not all. We remember the video. There's also another nifty place that they want to put it on, and that's the forehead. And it's this tiny external, it's the exact same technology, RFID. Okay, but now it can be placed on the outside of the body and they're also promoting it for the forehead. And so we saw before, you think, oh, that's ugly. That's, uh, I wouldn't put that on my forehead. Well, as we saw before, they can put this on the backside of tattoos, okay, and embed it there. And then once you put the tattoo on you, you can't even see it. And everybody loves tattoos today. We'll get to that in a second. But this is stuff that's the same technology is put on the outside of people, okay? Now here's the point. You just get one of these RFID external implants in the mail. You slap that baby on your right hand. You slap it on your forehead. Bang, you're good to go, right? You, you can send out one mass mailer to the whole planet and get the job done in one shot. In, on, some translations say in, some say on. There's no need to debate anymore. It just so happens for the first time in man's history, both options are here. And there's no logistical problem. There's plenty of time for everybody to get marked with this uh, technology and plenty of time. And if you think that people aren't going to warm up to this external uh, marking system, again, that's where I believe you're really wrong. I don't think anything's by chance, folks. Even the trends in our culture today. Somebody, Satan, the God, the little G of this world is steering us where he wants us to go. Okay? And, and I think that's what's being the latest rage, the latest external marking on your body. And that, of course, is tattoos. Okay? In my generation, not that long ago, hardly anybody ever got one. I mean, just extreme fringe, whatever. But everybody today wants an external marking on their body called a tattoo, right? Everybody wants one. I mean, young and old alike, everybody wants one. There's shows about them. They're being promoted everywhere. And this, of course, led to body piercings, which begin to take off in the tongue and the nose and the eyebrow and the forehead. And this has now even led to, listen, uh, body implants. In fact, one of the latest crazes in implants, markings inside your body as well as outside your body, is called horn implants. Now watch this, folks. This is getting pretty interesting. And what they do is you don't just get these markings on the outside of your body. It's getting darker as you go. And they're implanting these things on the inside to make horns appear on your head. Horn implants. Okay, is what's going on there. In fact, uh, as you can see, with all due respect, I don't think they're concerned about committing a fashion faux pas. But it starts to go down this route. And if you notice, I don't know about you, it's not just people are really loving these external marking stuff, but it's getting darker and darker the more it goes on, doesn't it? Which again fits the satanic portion of the text when it comes to the Antichrist. But this has led to another latest craze. Uh, maybe you don't want to get that bone implant, but everybody wants this external marking, okay? And I kid you not, the latest craze that's going on is getting your very own external barcode on your body. It's the latest craze in body art. Don't you want to be cool? Get your own barcode. Let's take a look at that. Slave barcodes for sale. Peter Anthony Panic Bird Property of CRC 
8.96.2004 And a man Human Sold Stanley Wow that, Now that's some serious fashion Al, don't you want to be cool? I don't want to be that kind of cool either Okay, what? Now folks, as creepy as that is You might be saying, well, okay well, That's kind of a weird fad why would you want to get your own personal barcode and to scan me? Notice it said sold slave. Well, and they're putting it on the forehead too. And interesting. But, but see, that's just a peel-off version. I mean, you would think if this is really leading towards the Mark of the Beast system, that it would be more of a permanent version. Okay, well, it's, it's working towards that. Let me, let, me, let me share with you a new technology out there. Uh, it's called a QR code. How many of you guys heard that? That's that, we'll see pictures of it in a second. That's that little, little square thing, the whatever, and it's like, what is that little thing? Uh, but see, that QR code is basically the barcode on steroids. Okay, the QR code, what that allows you to do, it's much more sophisticated. It allows you to enable to identify any item, any product, any person on the planet, and it gives you the ability to interact with the matrix-type system. Here's the new barcode out there. Let's take a look at it first, and then see where it's heading. Let's take a look. If you haven't heard or seen QR codes, you soon will. QR, or Quick Response Codes, are two-dimensional matrix codes that trigger responses in smartphones. The response triggered could be a simple text message, a call to a telephone, a visual, or a trip to a website. QR codes have been in use in Japan and Europe for several years. Very prevalent in Japan, they have been used in advertising to promote products by sending customers to websites, triggering information such as nutritional details or prompting a sale via coupon. They have even appeared in architecture. The Tokyo N building, rather than having the typical billboards, was built with a QR code facade. The QR code takes you to a site that gives up-to-date information on the shops and services inside. The vision of the future includes the use of an iPhone app that will allow users to see those inside who want to be seen and heard. By clicking on them you would see what they are tweeting. QR codes are just starting to become popular in North America. A number of airlines like British Airways and United now allow users to download QR boarding passes to their phone to use at the departure gate. Starbucks is piloting a QR enabled app that links to a store to allow customers to pay. Hmm. Alright, now how many guys have seen those now out in public, these little square looking things, that's what that is, it's called the QR code. And as you saw there, it's not just uh, interesting uh, uh, that it can interact and tell you a lot about a product, much more, uh, and link you to this matrix type system, but gee whiz, you can start to make financial transactions with the thing too. Okay, interesting. Okay, but here's where it gets creepy. Talk about latest fashion crazes. Do you guys happen to know now what's the latest craze in body art? Hey, f move over external uh, slap on uh, external barcode. They are now permanently tattooing your own unique QR code on your body. Check this out. You can make a statement about who you are with your own QR code t-shirt, belt buckle, tattoo, or business card. Hi, today we're gonna do something that's not ever been done before. We're gonna see a, a barcode tattoo that can be read by a machine. My friend Livy, and she got this tattoo about a week ago. There you go. And that 
is a human tattoo of barcode data. And if you think your food has escaped the code, think again. Your next birthday cake may have one, and if you buy a clever cupcake, its code will send you to a site to aid world poverty. There's no escape. Might as well relax on a beach somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Just give in to it. <laughs> You're not going to escape it. I mean, come on. Besides, I mean, don't you want to be cool? Don't you want to be like that guy and put one on your forehead? You know, I mean, I mean, it's the way of the future. Why don't you just go with it, man? What, what do you think? Unless you think, folks, that, listen, these external tattoos show no signs of becoming mandatory. Because this is just a, a cool fad. Okay, but as we saw last week, at some point, it's going to become mandatory. Okay, you want it in, you want it on. At some point, you're going to be caused, uh, forced to make this choice, okay? Now, what's interesting, how many of you guys remember the NACE mandate? Uh, National Animal Identification System mandate. Remember that? And under the, all the food scares thing and all that stuff, where it is mandated that every single animal has to be tacked, uh, tagged and tracked with an RFID technology to ensure the safety of our food supply. Remember that? That's a mandate. It's, it was an option before. It was a convenience for the farmers and the livestock guys. But now it's a mandate. Well, listen to this. The same guys who have now developed an external RFID tattoo for animals. It's not, it's not the old big yellow tag they used to use, okay, with the RFID technology. It's not an implant. They have developed with the RFID technology uh, uh, this uh, tattoo. It's permanently tattooed on the animal. It's a company. The name of their company is called Somark. S-O-M-A-R-K. And they specialize in helping to fulfill this mandate of tagging every single animal with not an implant, not a tag, but an external RFID tattoo on cattle. Now, the makers of this guy say that, gee whiz, I wonder if it will ever go to a mandate for people to be forced to get an external RFID tattoo. Okay, listen to what these say. These are the inventors of the company. Basically, we make electronic ink tattoos. Right. Um, but the purpose is of the electronic ink tattoo is actually to apply it to food supply animals to identify and track them as they move throughout the food supply chain. I was raised on a cattle farm in southwest Missouri. I grew up in, in the industry and I, I heard, always heard my father speaking of the problems that were happening in the industry with identification and him being a very small producer, you know, he was really feeling the economic hit from it. And so I knew that, you know, whenever someone's getting pinched economically, there's an opportunity there. I don't have a tattoo to date. Um, I think uh, Raymond will probably be the first, the first one to, uh, to have one on himself. <laughs> that guy's so funny, isn't he? What a sense of humor that guy is. <laughs> yeah, it's the cows now. And we're here to help you fulfill this mandate to track every single animal on the planet <laughs> with this external marking tattoo. But maybe it could be people pretty soon. Same exact company. Almost like we're being prepared for something. But that's still not all. You talk about options. We've got options all over the place. Okay? Because you might be thinking, oh, tell you what, I, I don't care what all the rest of the planet is. I don't care, uh, you know, all those, the bagel heads and the horny implant heads and all that stuff. I'm not going to get some tattoo on my forehead. That is a fashion football. Well, these same guys, get this, guys. They actually have not only developed this tattooing system, this invisible ink. It, it, that's what it is. It's an invisible ink. You can, some versions, you can see it. But they've just happened to come out, the same company, 
with an invisible ink that could be tattooed on your forehead or hand so you know don't have to worry about the fashion faux pas thing and what they do is they use a special ink I'm gonna show you a picture that's only noticeable in UV light you know which we already do today with the stuff that is not permanent it washes off you know Chuck E. Cheese and how many guys think that Chuck E. Cheese came from the Antichrist anybody ever been to one of those and I digress no this is parents Worst nightmare, especially on a Saturday. But anyway, so but anyway, I digress. Uh, you know, Chuck E. Cheese or the movie lines or amusement parks. And, and you can't see it there, right? They stamped you. You can't see that thing until you put it under the light. Well, that's what these guys have developed with these Soulmark electronic RFID tattoos. Except it's permanent. You don't wash this baby off. They just happen to have that same uh, technology. Not only that, folks, but they also have another technology when they're marking these animals. Uh, is they, they use a, a numbering system. Okay, and let me share you with you. This is the guys, the inventors of that. And what you see there is they're marking, they're starting with this rat, this mouse, okay? And it's a device, it's a numbering system that permanently tattoos them, marks them, okay? And if you notice, it just happens to be a device where they stick the rat in there uh, with his tail and it just happens to punch out three numbers. Not 17, not eight. They just happen to develop this device that punches three numbers on them. I don't know, I like what one guy said was, gee, gee whiz, uh, I wonder what three numbers they'll pick for humans. Six. Six. Anyway, but here's the point, folks. Internal, external, for the first time in man's history. Hey, both options are here. In, on, no needs to debate. Hey, it's all here. We can all get marks, all different categories. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter anymore. There's plenty of time to mark everybody on the whole planet. No logistical issue at all. Very quickly, the fourth reason why I believe we're given specifically the option of the right hand or the forehead is with the energy issue. The energy issue. Now, this is really interesting, okay? Uh, what's interesting, if you do the research on these microchip implants, is they have a unique power source that recharges itself, listen, by converting electricity from the fluctuations in a person's body temperature, right? Because they got to have some sort of charge, right? And so they're converting it by the fluctuations. Your temperature goes up, goes down. They can actually create a charge off of that. Now, listen, it just so happens that one researcher, Dr. Carl Sanders, he worked for 32 years in designing these my, uh, microchips in the biomedical field. And he said that, listen, quote, one and a half million dollars was spent finding out the two places on the human body that the temperature changes most rapidly. And can anybody guess, after a million and a half bucks, just where the two best locations on the human body for temperature fluctuations to create an energy charge happen to be? He said specifically in the forehead right below the hairline and the back of the hand. And if you think about it, that makes a lot of sense because that's the old-fashioned way that mom used to take temperature before all these fancy doodads. Interesting. Now they can use those specific body parts. Why the right hand? Why the four? They use these specific body parts to power the chip. But that's not all, folks. One more to go. The fifth reason why I believe we're given specifically the right hand or the forehead with the mark of the beast is the penalty issue. The penalty issue. The Bible's clear, folks. No matter how convenient it is, no matter how cool people say it is, oh, don't you want to be cool? Yeah, this is the latest trend. Come on. The Bible says you better not because this baby comes with a horrible penalty. Okay? Let's take a look at that. Revelation 16 verse 2 says this, the first angel went out and poured out his bowl on the land. And what happened? Ugly and painful sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. Okay? Clearly says it there as an act of judgment. Now, let's go back to Dr. Carl Sanders. He says what's interesting, listen to this. He went on to say that there was one drawback to this microchip system that they developed. 
Listen, if the chip broke down, the person would get a, quote, boil or grievous sore if it broke down. Gee, what's that sound like? That sounds like what we just read. <laughs> Interesting, okay? If that still doesn't get you, maybe another advancement in the same technology is why the text says, you talk about a penalty. The Bible's clear, folks. If you take the mark of the beast, your fate is sealed. You are doomed. You're headed straight to hell. Revelation 14 talks about this. Uh, verse 11 says, And he will be tormented with burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb, and the smoke of their torment rises forever and ever. There is no rest day or night for those who worship the beast and his image or for anyone who receives the mark of his name. In other words, the Bible is very clear, folks. Listen to this. If you take the mark, you are going straight to hell. Why? Well... Maybe it just so happens that the Antichrist is also going to make sure that if you try to change your mind, uh, if you regret what you did, or you try to get it off of you or from out inside of you, but he's going to develop a, a, the ability to kill you on the spot. So you don't even have the time to mention the name of Jesus. And believe it or not, folks, they can do that with the same technology. Here's the next invention down the pike. All right, this next story may sound like something out of, uh, well, a Hollywood thriller. A Saudi inventor has created a killer microchip. It's designed to track terrorists and criminals and, well, you can think of somebody. Not only does it include a GPS device, it also has a lethal dose of cyanide, which can be activated at any time. You get my point? Second. If somebody takes the mark, and then regrets it. Too late, too bad. Push a button, bang, you're dead. You didn't even get to say, Jesus, save me. Even that technology is here today. Isn't that wild? Is this coming alive or what? Specifics are popping out all over the place. Who would have thought, guys, we would live in the generation where we don't just see the technology for the mark of the beast and the options for the mark of the beast, but people's willingness for the mark of the beast, the mandates for the mark of the beast. But listen, who would have thought they'd actually figure out a way to kill you on the spot with the mark of the beast? That sounds like something that the Antichrist who's inspired of Satan, who's a murderer and has been one from the beginning, would do. How about you? And folks, as we close in our study, how much more information does God got to give us to wake us up? He doesn't want us to go into seven-year tribulation. He certainly doesn't want us to go to hell. If we're not saved, hello. And this is why out of love, he's given us all these signs of the mark of the beast, all the signs we've covered in this study in advance, 2,000 years in advance, to let us know, folks, it's getting close. This is why Jesus says, when you see all this stuff taking place, you think it's by chance? No. It's me giving you advanced knowledge of what's coming. And what is coming? What's, what's it culminating? We're losers. We're losers. No, we're winners. We're children of Jesus Christ. He's coming back to get us. Stand up. Lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. If you're here today and you're not a Christian, one last time, I beg you, what more does God got to do to get your attention? Heed these signs. Heed these warnings. That chip is real. It's going to be your worst nightmare. The only way out of this horrible satanic scenario is to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior now. That's it. Won't you do that? And as always, folks, in closing, this time as we, the church, how many times do we got to be told by God, this is not bad news, this is good news. All this information means he's getting close. And this is why Paul says, 
make sure you always do these kinds of studies, Bible prophecy. Why? Because they're to encourage you. This is what Paul says. This is awesome. He says it not just once, but twice. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, and chapter 5, 9 through 11, Paul says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, hey, hey, anybody alive today? Please raise your hand. The rest of you, um, mannequin. Who loaded us up with mannequins? That's cheating on the attendance record. No, uh, the, the rest of us who are alive... Listen, our, 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 and are left here on earth, we're going to be caught up, woohoo, raptured together with him in the clouds to meet the Lord where? In the air, man. And so we're going to be with him forever. Yay! That's why Paul says this, therefore what? Torture each other. Ooh. Ruin your day. Ooh. Encourage one another with these words. That's what it's all about. That's what we've been saved for. For God didn't appoint us to suffer wrath but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live together with him. Therefore, he says it twice. What? Encourage one another. Build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Or can I translate that for us here at Sunrise? Just in fact as you have done for the past several months. Preach Bible prophecy. Remind the church that Jesus Christ is coming back to get us. Encourage one another with that. Okay? Folks, we don't know the day nor the hour. But let us encourage ourselves one last time with just how close it might actually be. See, we don't have God's perspective. We're stuck here on earth. We know that it's getting close. He's given us all this information over these last several months. But how close is he? What if Jesus was on the backside of Jupiter right now? Headed this way. That close. We wouldn't even make it to lunch. Isn't that encouraging news? Yeah, if you love him, if you long for his appearing, it's awesome. So let's encourage ourselves one last time to never forget that our redemption draws near. And let's take a look at the rapture from Jesus' point of view. What's it gonna look like when he comes to get us? And might I say, maybe very soon. Amen? Let's close in prayer after this. Of a mighty rushing wind And it's closer now Than it's ever been I can almost hear
Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But before you go, let me ask you one final question. Are you sure that if you were to die today, that you go to heaven and not hell? Before you answer that, let me share a couple things with you. Did you know that the Bible says that God is holy and that we are not? And the Bible also says that the wages of our sin or our unholiness is death. In other words, when we die, and it's coming for each one of us, we're all marching towards the grave at different speeds, but it's going to happen. The Bible says, therefore, since the wages of our sin is death, we deserve to die and go straight to hell and not to heaven. And that's bad enough, but to make matters worse, we don't want to admit this. God already knows. He knows uh, all of our behavior, everything, our thoughts, what we've done, what even we're going to do. He knows it all. He's gone. Even though he already knows this, we don't want to admit this. And so out of love and mercy, God gave us something called his law or the Ten Commandments. It's kind of like his x-ray into our heart to show us what he already knows, that he is holy and that we are not. And it's this unholiness or sin that separates us from him. Let's take a look at God's x-ray, if you will, his divine law to show us what he already knows. The Ten Commandments, uh, the ninth one says this, you shall not bear false witness. Okay, that's called lying. Okay, and if you've ever told a lie once, which we all have, myself included, the Bible says that makes you a liar. Okay, the, the, another commandment says you shall not steal. Okay, uh, and you might think, well, that's something that everybody does. Well, it doesn't make it right, and it demonstrates what God is trying to show us, that uh, we all have sin, and it's separating us from him. Even if you took a pencil in the third grade from somebody, if you did it without permission, that's stealing. And so now you've become a thief. The Bible says that you shall not use the Lord's name in vain. And how interesting it is and unfortunate that the only name under heaven by which men might be saved, the name Jesus Christ, has now become a common cuss word. The Bible says that God is so holy that even his name is holy. If you've taken the Lord's name in vain and used it as a cuss word or even flippantly, the Bible calls that the sin of blasphemy. And so now you become a blasphemer. The Bible says you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus says if you even look at another person with lust in your eye, you've committed adultery in your heart. And finally, the Bible says uh, you shall not murder and you might think, well, hey, I haven't done that one. Really? Well, again, the Bible says that the sin of hatred is the same as the sin of murder. The only difference is you pulled the trigger, if you will, in your heart. You wish they were dead. And in God's eyes, it's the same thing in principle. Folks, that's only just a couple of the Ten Commandments. We didn't even go through all of them. But I think you're starting to get the picture. The Bible is correct. We have all fallen short of the glory of God, myself included, and that we are separated from God as a result. And so when our time comes, we're not automatically going to heaven. We are headed for judgment. We are headed for hell. Now let me tell you the good news. The good news is that God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to save us. Jesus Christ died on the cross. It was the death penalty of its day. He paid in full uh, the price for our sins to be forgiven. Let me give you an analogy. For instance, even today, we could see that a person could commit a crime, 
they, they cannot reverse it. The, the sentence has been passed. The judge has uh, slammed his gavel, and they are ushered off into their jail cell. And in this particular crime, they are going to receive the death penalty. And so they're behind bars just waiting for the time, waiting for the call for them to go and uh, receive the death penalty. But believe it or not, as we know, there is a way that a person can get off a death row. And that is if the one in authority, the governor, would grant them a pardon. Now, they didn't earn it. Uh, they certainly don't deserve it. And there's nothing they could do uh, to earn it because nothing can reverse their crime. Okay? Yet the one in authority has that ability to grant them a pardon. Well, can I tell you something? That's what God has done through Jesus Christ. The cross was the death penalty of the day. God sent his one and only son to die on the cross, to take the death penalty in our place, and that if we would just receive his pardon for all of our sins, God is willing to allow us to get off a death row. He's willing to forgive us completely of all of our sins. That's the good news that I want to share with you. God loves you. The Bible says that God is not willing that anyone should perish, but everyone come to repentance. Won't you, if that's you, call upon the name of Jesus Christ right now? Won't you ask him to forgive you of your sins? The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Won't you do that now, wherever you are? Please, take God up on his amazing, loving offer. I'll let you down. Man will let you down. People will let you down. But God never will. He wants to adopt you into his forever family. He loves you. He's willing to forgive you of anything and everything you've ever done, past, present, and future. It's amazing. Please, call upon Jesus now. Well, this has been Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church. If there's anything that we can do for you, please don't hesitate to ask. Our number and information will come up here on the screen here shortly. And remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church. If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702-452-8599 or email us at bcrone at getalifemedia.com or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at www.sunriselv.com.